This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. Happy Friday, everybody, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here at WBEZ and Vocalo Radio's Ayana Contreras. Hey, hey. Contributor Christina Lee. Hey, Robin. And Radio Milwaukee's Tariq Moody. What's happening? What's happening, indeed. It's New Music Friday, and we're taking a quick look at the best albums out now on July 22nd. We've got new ones today from Joey Badass, Jack White, Rico Nasty, and more, but we start with Flo Millie. Her debut album is called, I think I can say this, You Still Here, Ho? This is the song, Conceited. Feeling myself a conceited, huh? Feeling myself a conceited, yeah! Feeling myself a conceited, huh? Feeling myself a conceited, wow! Feeling myself a conceited, This is the latest from Flo Millie, a rapper from Mobile, Alabama, who I've been watching very closely over the past two years. This project was technically supposed to come out today, but unexpectedly, she put this out two days earlier. So maybe folks have been able to hear this already. I think either way, folks who've been following her for a minute, especially since she initially took off on TikTok, are really going to love this one. Uh, She has boundless energy and spite for anybody who tries her. It kind of conjured up the classic Southern rappers like Trina and Gangsta Boo. But then there's like a little bit of Missy with how she moves her voice, you know, from high pitch to low pitch. Her playfulness is so fun, even though, and even the lyrics, it's just, it's just a fun Southern hip hop record. I think she really nurtures that Missy Elliott comparison because she also samples She's a Bitch in Playtime. There are quotables like in the song Payday where she goes like, steal her car, skirting off, the top is down, the skirt is off. Take your man, snatch his car, snack his ex, steal his car, skirting off, the top is down, the skirt is off, he top me off like ice. Oh my God, I think he was from Nebraska. Oh my God. She pulls from all different kinds of influences, whether that be uh, hip-hop foremothers, if you will, to reality TV. So the title is playing off of a quote from Jocelyn Hernandez of Love & Hip Hop Atlanta and also prominently featured at the beginning and the end of the tape is none other than the HBIC herself, Tiffany Pollard, a.k.a. New York. So we hear a lot of that same energy where she's ready to start fights where there's typically like bottle surface. But I think between that energy and sort of the wordplay it's endearing for me she has such an incredible instinct for how to stand out and have this very distinctive flow and style it's super hooky and you talk about how playful she is and she is she's almost like bubbly at times but also hits so hard and super aggressive at the same time in this way that is absolutely captivating and you talk about how funny she is sometimes like there's a song called on my nerves damn you getting on my nerves I don't want no little boy I want to grow 
they sesame. Just told Alexa, play Mariah, you obsessed with me. Like, why you so obsessed with me? She talks about guys who like to think they're street, but they're really sesame. I thought that is such a perfect little <laughs> juxtaposition. Like- yeah, I love that. Flo Millie, her debut full-length album is called, and I can say this very convincingly here, You Still Here, Ho? Also, <laughs> You Still Here, Ho? I don't know why. I don't know how to say that. You Still Here, Ho? It's like, You Still Here, Ho? You oh, that's it. Yeah, okay, I got it. I got it. You Still Here, Ho? <laughs> Where her debut mixtape was called Ho, Why Is You Here? There you so. go. So that that's that explains it. All right. Also out now from Jack White, his second album this year. It's called Entering Heaven Alive. This is the song I've Got You Surrounded With My Love. So I really love Jack White for lots of different reasons, one of which is that he's good at being a raconteur and a revivalist without falling into the trap of nostalgia, if yeah. that makes sense. It always seems like he's reinventing or deconstructing something that he loves, his heroes. And I had immediately was like sort of thinking about earlier Dr. John music mm. with some of the songs and just like the vibe I was getting was 1970 which is a very specific time in rock music, kind of an earthy time, kind of a mellow time. That was the vibe I was getting off of this, which, you know, to counter when he came in the scene, it was just like this almost unhinged punk blues was sort of what put him on the map. So I I enjoyed seeing that side of him on this recording. I mean, I think he knows what he's able to do with his voice, and (laughs) he pushes the limits of what he's able to do with his voice, which I also respect. But the other thing that's really exciting about this album generally just the engineering. I think it's an interesting sounding record. He opens with a song called A Tip From You To Me. Ask yourself if you are happy And then you cease to be That's a tip from you to me And it's worth for sure It has this very classic white stripes sound, you know, with the piano and, the, and everything else kicking in at the end of the first verse. But by the second half of the album, it really turns into the Wild West. I mean, it is sonically all over the place. I go on the record all the time saying that I'm sort of concerned for rock music because it feels like everybody's pulling from the same, like, five bags. And he's pulling from some fresh bags here, which I respect considering he's been on the scene for so long. A lot of jazz elements across the record, too, and at least in the back half. There's a song called Taking Me Back that has this violin that reminds me of the French jazz violinist Stéphane Grappelli. 
And then there's this song called Queen of the Bees, which has this completely out-of-time, jazzy little shuffle to it. I feel lonely when I'm left all alone. I feel homely when you leave me at home and the witchcraft. That you're putting on me is a patch on a rat that is far out to sea. What were those cartoons where the people were playing like the skeleton as a marimba? Like that was uh-huh. the visual <laughs> I was getting from that because it's almost a little bit macabre. Yeah. Really glad I spent some time with this one because uh, I don't think I gave his earlier album that came out this year, Fear of the Dawn, I don't really think I gave that enough of a chance. It's a lot louder and, and grittier than this one, but I'm going to go back and listen to that one again. This one, the second full length this year from Jack White. Out now, it's called Entering Heaven Alive. And let's completely shift gears here and go to another record out today that I know we're loving. It's from Rico Nasty. It's called Las Ruinas. This is the song Skullflower. Cecilia Simone Kelly, a.k.a. Rico Nasty, returns with Las Ruinas. I've been a huge fan of just her spirit, her punk ethos. This record is aggressive, it's emo, but under the aggressiveness, there's a vulnerability. The track that really stood out for me was Messy, which you hear the complexity of Rio Nasty as a black woman, but then it's this drum and bass that comes in. Got to get paid. The production there is like, oh, this is this is kind of like Cypress Hill going on right now. It's been really remarkable to see her sound continue to broaden and her influences continue to diversify when I think she already had entered the scene being pretty unique in that regard, right? Like some of the earliest signifiers were things like Sugar Trap. She called herself Trap Levine at one point. So you already got the sense that she was really going to be into genre bending. But one thing that really struck me about this particular album, I think it's probably the most diverse 
as far as like the number of sounds that she's pulling from that I think I've ever heard on a Rico Nasty project. Like you said, Tariq, she's always going to be loud. She's always going to be brash. She's had projects called Anger Management in the past. I was looking up and trying to figure out influences that I hadn't previously associated with Rico Nasty. And especially with all the heel turns and the mood swings going from like track to track, I think this album kept me excited from top to bottom. And then you know she's a true emo kid with the tracks like Easy. I fell for your charming words. I let you hit me where it hurts. I let you call me out my name. I let you make me feel ashamed. I let you make me feel this way. You make me feel this way. Previously, she had what's technically her major label debut called Nightmare Vacation. She had her trademark sound, but there was like this slight sense of obligation or this sort of awareness that, okay, she's playing to a much bigger audience now. She's going to tour mm-hmm. nationwide. She's going to tour around the world. There was a sense it's like, okay, maybe it's time to deliver hits. But I think here she's really sort of like doubling down on the fact that, yeah, she totally disregards genre. She sort of disregards convention. She's going to be as loud sounding. She's going to distort her voice however the way she wants. And uh, just all of that. Rico Nasty, her new one, Las Ruinas. We've got more music coming up from Joey Badass. There's also a new collaboration between the Sea and Cake, Sam Precop and John McIntyre, plus some of our personal favorites out this week. But first, we need to take a short break. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. When you book through Capital One Travel using the Venture X Card, you earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights, and you earn unlimited 2x miles on all other purchases. Plus, receive a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Lagunitas Brewing Company. Since 1993, Lagunitas has been challenging the status quo, brewing innovative beer, and crafting stories along the way. Featuring a wide range of craft brews, cult classics, and non-alcoholic options, there's a seat at the bar for everyone. Bring the dog, too. Lagunitas Brewing Company. Because every great song deserves a great beer. It's good to have friends. Learn more at Lagunitas.com. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ayana Contreras, Christina Lee, and Tariq Moody. We're looking at the best albums out now on July 22nd. We start the second half of our show off with Joey Badass. He's back with a new one today called 2000. This is the song Eulogy. Yeah, bad mind. Uh, looking at my generation. Overdosed on blue pills, caught up in the matrix. Gotta spread love though, cause it's a lot of hatred. No, it's a marathon, and these motherfuckers racist. Everybody's dangerous, posing with this dangerous, just to be famous. It's like you gotta be brainless for real. Cause believing in things that ain't even real. They thought he was a gangster, they thought he never tell. Time will tell, it reveals in the hills, so I tell. Another day, another deal, made another meal. But what do that mean? When these kids still getting killed, or for no reason. RIP, my cousin, real, yo, I'm still grieving. That's why I'm usually unavailable. What I need to call for help for Bitch, I put my cell phone Niggas behind bars Venting me on my cell phone The thing about Joey Badass that I really like Is his consistency And that a lot of his uh, recordings Bridged the gap between sort of The golden age aesthetics Of old school hip hop But his flow is decidedly modern 
you would never mistake his tracks for having like dropped out of the sky in 1995. But at the same time, he definitely has those nods, which old heads can appreciate. There's a reverence, I think, for that golden age. Maybe it's not so much nostalgia, but a certain amount of respect for everything that came out of his native New York that especially when he debuted 10 years ago, wasn't necessarily in fashion. So the thing to understand about this record is that it's a sequel to a project he released 10 years ago called 1999. So when 1999 originally came out, this is when folks are really paying attention to what's going on in Chicago, like sort of what's going on in Atlanta. This sort of like fondness for like the Nas and the Jay-Z, like it was always present in hip hop, but it was interesting to hear somebody like pay their respects in that way. With 2000, I get that same sort of, it's kind of like a full circle moment because we're hearing Diddy introduce him. We get a cameo from another than Nazir Jones. And you hear this progression that I've seen actually in Nas himself, where like initially he might have started off sounding like a little bit scrappier, like clearly like a little bit younger. Whereas now he's clearly on some like rooftop apartment at this point, you know, <laughs> like he's still very much in New York, but the the setting is of like a, a like a jazz lounge or something like that. Like the setting is so much more opulent but the native New York that he's come to know is always within sight. You know, New York started all this stuff. Don't forget it, right? You know, I know there's L.A. and down south, but he was basically reminding everybody, we still got it. And his wordplay, I always love listening to him just spit. Can't spell us without trust. Put the lust aside of some things we gotta discuss. So close your legs for a bit, baby, let's open up. Close mouths, don't get fed, finish your lunch. Pennies in a bunch. Tell me where you've been at these last couple months. You say you want me back, so baby, don't front. So I can never know too much, but just enough so the next nigga never feel he got the one up. That line you talk about on Show Me How, Tariq, when he says you can't spell trust without us is one of those lyrics where, like, why didn't anybody think of that before now? <laughs> like, it's just been sitting there waiting for somebody to say, and it's the first I'd heard of it. I love that moment, too. Joey Badass 2000 is his new album, also out today on July 22nd, is a new one from Sam Precop and John McIntyre, both from the band The Sea and Cake. It's called Sons Of. This is the song A Ghost at Noon. As a Chicagoan, big fan of the Sea and Cake, and the Sea and Cake itself, a little history if you don't know, they are almost a little super group, like an indie super group, because Sam was in a, a group called Shrimp Boat, John was in a group called Tortoise, really representative of this indie vein of creativity that came out of Chicago in the 1990s, and more specifically, sort of like an indie jazz rock thread. 
as a fan of the sea and cake, I was excited to hear this. This is not that, but there's a lot of through lines, including um, on the song like Yellow Robe, the song that's maybe 23 minutes. It just has this amazing hypnotic unfolding, really built around synthesizers and electronic sounds. And when I say hypnotic, I don't use that lightly. Like, literally, you turn it on and it's almost levitating. It's really beautiful music without being boring at any moment. I feel like I want to hear it in Chicago at a rooftop party. Yeah, it had a really calming effect for me in a weird way. Like, it doesn't have that ambient wash of sound that you might expect in something that is more relaxing or whatever, but Mm -hmm. just the pulses and the recurring, just the repeating rhythms and all the edges are rounded off and really soft. Exactly. You know what it reminds me of? Did you ever watch one of those 1960s, um, like Star Trek or something, right? When they've got the shot of the lady and it's got like the Vaseline glaze (laughs) on the screen. It kind of was that vibe, like faintly psychedelic in that sense, where it's It's like just a little. But yeah, to your point, Robin, what I actually enjoyed about it was there was really like an electronic heartbeat Mm. that was keeping you tethered to the music in a way that was cool. Yeah, well said. It really takes me back to the earliest days of All Songs Considered. You mentioned Tortoise. John McIntyre's in that band. Tortoise was on the very first episode of All Songs Considered that Bob Boylan and I did together when I started. Uh, That was in July of 2001. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Was that on the internet then? It was on the internet. And you know what? The show was in mono because that's all that anybody had the bandwidth for. Chicago, though, pretty great music scene, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, coming from Thrill Jockey, that's where the scene cake was on. Like, that was a big part of that. Yeah, it was an amazing time to be alive, you know, between house and hip hop and the ascendant little rock scene that was popping here. It was a a good time to be alive. Yeah. (laughs) Sam Precop and John McIntyre together here as a duet on the album Sons Of. It's another busy release week, and we do want to flag some other notable albums out today on July 22nd. Christina, we'll start with you. Rapper and producer The Koreatown Oddity, he is returning with another heady concept album. First, he spent much of his career wearing a wolfman mask, and this whole time he's been boasting of having roots in LA's K-Town, of course. But now his new album, appropriately called Is This For Real?, suggests that everything that we've come to know of him is a total farce. He's claiming to be British now, just like Idris Elba. Um, I'm going to spend a lot of time trying to decide that for myself. But once again, the album title is, Is This For Real? And the dust inside your veins that make you clean. 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 Even though rainstorms would come and they wouldn't be able to bloom or produce any leaves. Three. My pick this week is Jidim and the album Third. I've been following this guy. He's like this producer that mixes like dance and disco and funk. He returns, and this album draws influences not only from the aforementioned funk and disco, but also Latin, soul, and even a little bit of punk. His style is so unique, and it's just a fun, fun artist to listen to.
I'll mention the band Beach Bunny is back with a new full length today called Emotional Creature, another Chicago rock band fronted by Lily Trefilio. Through no fault of their own, they had a viral hit on TikTok. Uh, a couple years ago, it was called the song Prom Queen. Their new album, Emotional Creature, it has what the band does best, which is just a bunch of super fun, hooky rock. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. Thanks to Ayana Contreras, Christina Lee, and Tariq Moody. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Robin. Thanks, Robin. Thank you. Our show was edited and mixed by Ron Scalzo. It was produced with help from Bob Boylan. Our VP of Visuals and Music at NPR is Keith Jenkins. You'll find a list of everything we talked about and played along with more notable releases out today in the episode description for this podcast. You'll also find it on our website at npr.org slash allsongs. And to hear full versions of everything we played, plus a whole bunch of singles that dropped this week, search for NPR's New Music Friday playlist in Apple Music or Spotify. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Dignity Memorial. When your celebration of life is prepaid today, your family is protected tomorrow. Planning ahead is truly one of the best gifts you can give your family. For additional information, visit DignityMemorial.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. With NPR Plus, there's more to hear, like extended interviews with some of the experts we talk to at Planet Money and The Indicator. It's a mistake for economists to only think about economic efficiency when considering policies because you'll actually wind up with a worse outcome. And with NPR Plus, you help keep NPR going. Learn more at plus.npr.org.